They didn't win in the Piscean Age. Don't bring that shit up here. Said that there was a native story that the Mayans came from a portal or the original native people came from a portal out of Pittsburgh and then worked their way down. Who's harnessing that energy? Yeah, who? Who's harnessing that energy? Yeah, who? That's what made us machines. This is why we were reared in schools. It's the letter P too, or look like the letter P is the letter Kuf in the Hebrew alphabet. This thing is this like for people to keep their integrity in this hour, you know, that's who you're gonna be able to tell who's who. And I think right now people are forced to just open up to the truth right now, man, because uh, everything's everything's collapsing on this fucking stuff. Everything's right here. You can't lie to yourself, you know. <laughs> so uh, we got to start really creating a new phenomenon, man, with our thoughts because uh, thoughts become things. And then up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and Edinburgh, there's some universities up there. There's primary schools and named, stuff named after Admiral Perry. And he was a person that kind of re-migrated the native people here on the land and pushed them out of their land. And it wasn't about necessarily like getting away from England, like it was all for the betterment of this new world. Like the French, and Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin were doing deals, but yet Benjamin Franklin, at the end of the day, was for the betterment of America and the new world's growth. And somehow they found out something with these mounds and these grids, and they were able to do to take the land. 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 Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rising from the Ashes. This is the homie Romy. So, it's been a pretty good month. Pretty good syncretism month, if I do say so myself. I'm going to read uh, probably about 10 pages of this chapter, of this book that I just got. So it's actually going to be a cold read. The book is called The Secret Architecture of Our Nation's Capital by David Ovison. The Masons and the Building of Washington, D.C. Chapter 4. What then is hidden language and by what means can we on earth not only read heaven's golden alphabet, but read the lessons, warnings, and revelations aright? A quote by Thomas H. Burgoyne, Celestial Dynamics, A Course of Astro-Metaphysical Study, written in 1896. In August 1782, George Washington was in camp with his army at Newburgh on the Hudson, directing the terrible war against Britain. He had just received as a token of admiration in which he was held in France a gift from an old friend and a brother mason, Elkanah Watson, who lived in Nantes in France. Watson had sent him a lambskin apron decorated with Masonic symbols. It has been wrongly 
acclaimed that this was the apron worn by Washington at the ceremonial laying of the cornerstone of the capital of the United States of America in 1793. However, on that occasion, Washington wore another gift from France, the apron presented to him in 1784 by the French general Lafayette, which had been especially embroidered by the general's wife. The design consists of a number of Masonic symbols, the radiant eye, which some call the eye of providence, the sun and the moon, the seven steps leading to the three primal symbols of masonry. The open book, the compasses, the square, between the two central columns are other symbols, the trowel, the ladder, the geometric representation of Eleusid's theorem, and so on. At the bottom of the distinctive squared floor is a coffin from which a plant appears to sprout. Few people could fail to recognize this apron as Masonic, but I wonder how many people would understand just what those symbols mean. An early wood engraving depicts Washington marching behind the Masonic banner of Alexandria Lodge number 22. His face, like the design on the apron he wears, is indistinguishable. But the 22nd on the banner, the 22, more other, is quite clear. By a strange coincidence, it was the same lodge which eventually inherited and still possesses the apron given to Washington by Elkanah Watson. The print which brings together this confluence of apron and lodge is probably the most famous wood engraving related to the early days of Washington, D.C. It shows the procession making its way to the site of the future capital where George Washington will lay the cornerstone, standing in a trench cut into the southeast of the building site. The engraving is a highly imaginative, perhaps because it was cut long after the event. And while the procession of masons may have been portrayed with some accuracy, the houses behind were not. In 1793, Washington could have been at best a shanty town, scattered around the slopes of Jenkins Heights on which the capital was built. All around there were marshes and undrained land. Whichever paved street procession the Masons marched along, it was not in the federal city. Save in the imagination of the artist, perhaps, indeed, the processional is shown, not in the federal city at all, as so many historians have surmised, but in its initial gathering in Alexandria, as it may. There was one curious omission from the Masonic Parade which made its way to the site of the capital on that day in September 1793. The first Masonic Lodge to have been formed within the federal city, the Federal Lodge No. 15, did not join the parade. However, the Potomac Lodge No. 9, working nearby Georgetown and like the federal subordinate to the Grand Lodge of Maryland, was in the procession. The Federal Lodge No. 15, with James Hoban as the Worshipful Master, had been formed in consequence of a petition submitted by only a few days earlier, on September 6, by three ancient York Masons. 
The petition was granted on that same day by the Grand Lodge. One presumes that the Lodge had been formed precisely to ensure that a federal group would attend the cornerstone ceremony, which had been widely advertised in Maryland and Columbia. However, while the widely advertised uh, published records showed that the three officers of the new Lodge, James Hoban, Clotworthy Stevenson, and Andrew Eustace, were present at the ceremony, these same records do not show Federal Lodge No. 15 is taking part in the processional. The presence of the youthful Irish immigrant Hoban was more than a demand of Masonic protocol, for he was to be one of the architects of the Capitol and was already an architect of the unfinished President's house to the west of the Capitol. That the Federal Lodge No. 15 existed at all is significant. In particular, the fact that a lodge had been created on September 6 indicates that not only were efforts being made to ensure the new federal city was consecrated to the heavens by way of a satisfactory foundational chart and ceremony, but the preparations had been made for the future spiritual life of the new city in the form of the Masonic Lodge. The horoscope for the granting of the charter for this federal city lodge is not without interest. I imagine that the petition must have been presented shortly after tea time, when the moon was still in Virgo. This meant that the chart had three planets, the sun, the moon, and Mercury, in Virgo, along with the dragon's head, the Caput Draconis. Perhaps... It is a merely accidental that the Latin name of the latter node is caput, the word from which capital and capital derive. That's C-A-P-U-T, by the way. George Washington probably never knew just how close he had been to losing the commanding site of Jenkins Heights for the capital building of his new city. Less than a decade before he rode over the island, dreaming of a splendid city which he would raise in the area, the richly wooded hill which he finally located the capital, had been proposed in the site for a school. In 1784, Daniel of Duddington owned Jenkins Heights, and in the course of that year had proposed to his relative John Carroll that it would make an excellent location for the new college which the latter was anxiously to build. Carroll, who was to become the first bishop of the American Catholic Church, turned down the gift as it seemed to him that the spot was too far away from Georgetown to make a good boarding school for boys. This story is illuminating, for it shows what foresight George Washington had where lesser men reject Jenkins Heights as being too inaccessible for a college or a school. He could adopt it as the center for a nation. The design for the capital had been open to the public competition. Chosen design was that drawn up by an amateur architect and the professional physician Dr. William Thornton. However, the designs of the Parisian Stephen Hallett had impressed both George Washington and Jefferson. Thornton, although a speculative mason, was not a practicing architect, and from the outset his plan was to criticize on every practical grounds by the only two trained architects involved, Hallett and James Hoban. Hoban was appointed superintendent on November 21, 1793, while Hallett was appointed his assistant, both supposedly to supervise the execution of Thornton's plan. 
which began to reveal difficulties from the outset. Before the genius of the Mason Benjamin Latrobe was released on the Capitol, a compromise had been worked out which Hallett amended Thornton's design. This explains why Hallett's name, as well as that of Hoban, was engraved into the silver plate that was placed upon the cornerstone which the Masons laid with such pomp and ceremony on September 18th. Even though Hallett was replaced in 1795 by the English-trained architect George Hadfield, the formal laying of the cornerstone was no new thing. Even in America, it was already a ritual sacrificed by Masonic tradition, a throwback to an age when it was believed that all human activities were overseen by the gods. In essence, the cornerstone ceremonial was designed not only to gain the approval of the spiritual beings, but also to ensure that these were content that the building was being brought into the world at a right time. That is one reason why it was a common place for those designing cornerstone rituals to examine the time of the ceremonial in the light of astrology. In discussing the rituals used by Freemasons in respects of all the ceremonial cornerstone and dedication of the Freemasons Hall in London, 1776, John Fellows traces them to the ancient Roman times. He mentions that the writer Plutarch, who did more than most ancient writers to reveal the mysteries of the ancient schools of initiation, recorded that Romulus, before laying the foundation of Rome, sent for men from Etruria to find out how the ceremony of founding should be conducted. They consulted the gods to know if the enterprise would be acceptable to them, and if they approved of the day chosen to begin the work, they invoked besides the gods of the country, the gods to whose protection the new city was recommended, which was done secretly, but because it was necessary that the tulitary gods should be unknown to the vulgar. Few authentic records of the splendid event on Jenkins Heights have been survived, so we have to take a guess at the time the stone was actually laid. At 10 a.m., the procession was gathering at Alexandria on the south bank of the Potomac River, and people were exchanging Masonic greetings. A company of volunteer artillery had paraded to the pr welcome the President of the United States, who shortly afterwards crossed the river with his suit and was received on the north bank by two lodges of Masons, number 22, Virginia, and number 9, Maryland. We can assume from this that there is a ceremonial did not reach Jenkins Heights until lunchtime, or even later. Afterward, there were long speeches and considerable feasting. About 500-pound ox was barbecued. But as there was no lighting on the hill or in the city of Washington as a whole, save for portable torches and the fire, we must imagine that the company departed before dark. This suggests that the chart for the occasion should be cast shortly after midday. The chart cast for this ceremonial is of great interest to view the connection between Washington, D.C. and the zodiac sign Virgo. Shortly before midday, Jupiter was rising in Scorpio, reminding us that the earlier chart found in the district, which had allowed for Jupiter to rise in much of the same way. The rising Jupiter is of considerable importance to the symbolism of American independence and has continued in much-used emblems even into modern times. 
In the capital chart, however, there is much emphasis on Virgo, which the good reason we have begun to expect the horoscopes relating to the federal city. The sun and Mercury are in Virgo, as in the dragon's head. And it seems that whichever way we look in connection with the building of Washington, D.C., the beautiful virgin always shows her face. All right, y'all. Well, there you have it. Uh, that is a serped from the secret architecture of our nation's capital, written by David Ovison. It's a pretty thick book. Uh, it's like 400 pages. It's got some cool esoteric art in there. And, you know, it, it, it obviously fits with this month's theme. And it just kind of, you know, paints this picture of how many lodges were here and, and you know, how uh, influential Freemasons were in the very, 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 very beginning of, you know, finding this country, which is not something that is <laughs> known on a mass level. You know, you have to actually look for this type of information. And that's why we did this month. That's why we laid this month out for you guys like this. And so got that book just yesterday in the mail, and I was like, wow, what great timing. Well, this interview is awesome. These guys are from Pittsburgh. They are friends with Michael, Juan, and Ross, Ben, and they actually do tours in Pittsburgh, like esoteric, syncretic tours. So if you guys are around that area, be sure to check out Spatial Creativity. S-P-A-T-I-A-L, creativity. And as for Rising from the Ashes, definitely go join the Telegram group. We are chatting it up every day on that group messaging platform, and I love it. I don't really use any other social media. I only have Telegram. So if you want to talk to me, want to talk to Dan, you guys want to join the Fire Tribe, go over to Telegram and join the party. Yeah. Articles, books, videos, like revelations. I have a lot of revelations, a lot, all the time. And I always post them on there because people, uh, you know, are digging. We're digging for the truth, and it's a great community. And if you want to support Dan and I's work, we do have a Patreon. For just $3 a month, you get a whole bunch of individual shows. Dan hosts his own show. He's got a show with Andy from The Deep Share. He does random interviews, random and awesome, as do I do random and awesome interviews, uh, as if the word random is a, is a negative connotation. It's the universe, the chaos, and the order, you know, blended in together is randomness as well. Anywho, I, I, I shared that chapter four because I, I thought it was cool that there was this um, you know astrological tie to everything and and that's really what the initiates are about initiates are about understanding the cycles and the stars and as above so below it's it's a lot of hermetic um, principles lied throughout the freemasonry and and higher initiate uh, clubs like that um, you know and it goes back to ancient Egypt obviously so my friends my people my fire tribe Get down with the get down. Happy almost 4th of July. Hope your summer's doing well and enjoy this interview. Hello, Fire Tribe. Welcome to Rising from the Ashes. I'm Dan Unaki Dan. I'm the homie Romy. What is giggity higgity a good? What up, man? 
Hey, so today is a fantastic day. Beautiful, blessed Sunday, day of the sun. Um, you know, uh, prior the day of the moon, the moon day, the Sunday, the fun day, the Friday, the Friday, all of the days. Today, we have another pair of some brothers from the 40th parallel. And I actually heard these guys on the 40th parallel on Ross Ben's channel. And they opened up a door to the OGs, the OGs of Ross Ben and Michael Wan, who kind of cracked the cosmic code on this whole syncretism tip. That's, that's really, you know, catching a flame, catching a spark. And um, so they, they have this awesome community, this, this business growing, it's called spatial creativity. And I can't wait to get into it because, you know, this is our month of syncretism. We're diving into syncretism this month, which is the stacking of cultures and and the esoteric foundation of the country to follow up on our ancient America month. You know, the next, I guess, step in in the in the page, you know, the in history. And uh, but they're in Pittsburgh. And so that's an area I'm absolutely unfamiliar with. But this is going to be great. These are some other brothers from the 40th parallel. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and uh and tell the people a little bit more about spatial creativity. Yeah, I'm Brother John uh, here in Pittsburgh, and I uh, had come into times where I figured it was time to start my own business and uh, love creating different things and started a tie-dye company. And amongst all of that, I've thrown shows before and wanted to do something different and keep people's minds creative and got together with Brother Khufu over here. And um, we had both been tuned in to Ross Ben and his works and stuff like that. And we kept getting together, kept brainstorming. And we're like, you know what? Let's bring Ross Ben here to Pittsburgh. And uh, stuff morphed into so many more things beautiful. And we're just gonna keep it going and keeping the vibe. And we wanna throw all kinds of different shows and different events, bringing peace here in Pittsburgh. And that's something that Khufu has started, kind of called Peace in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I'm uh, Khufu Il. Uh, yeah, just uh, coming to Pittsburgh. I'm from originally from Chicago, but uh, came to Pittsburgh, and I thought it was kind of a, a lame place. <laughs> Further review, uh, really incredible space, man. It's just so much to say about it still. It's just everything. It's still unfolding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think by not being from here, I didn't have the necessary hangups that a person would have to keep them from, from discovering what's around. Them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. A lot of times when you're immersed in something, you can't see the in inwardness of it. But when you're on the outside, you know, you can't see your own eyebrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it takes somebody to kind of point it out to you. So. By not having that hang up, I think we were able to penetrate something that people normally wouldn't penetrate, you know, and it's right there in your face. So uh, just uh, cold cracking is the name of my game, man. And uh, just figuring out how we can take it back to uh, to a space where uh, it's new and we're doing the right things. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I think we it now and now is the right time to be able to create that because that old Piscean energy is gone. We dealing with as a man think of so shall it be. So watch your thoughts and create a clean reality, you know, and clean up the karma. We all here on the mm -hmm. redemptive time again. So uh yes, yeah. So it's that's why we stumping around. And this is this is what this is what freeing the land looks like. Yes, I I love that, bro. Yeah, man. 
it's intention. The time the day it is. So yeah. I give thanks for you uh, blowing the wind on this flame. You know, gratitude. Keep the, keep the stoke alive, man. You know the. Uh... The, the the flames will rise and uh this this new age is it's absolutely beautiful it's there's a lot a lot of light coming through and yeah i think i think what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing and uh you know to to reference the what you said about you know when you're immersed in something sometimes you can't really appreciate everything because you haven't stepped back you haven't looked at it from the outside you haven't traveled and i think that's why a lot of um the indigenous uh people of this land were vagabondish you know they they traveled around because they they knew the movement of the energy of movement and the spirit moves yeah. and the soul moves and it, and it keeps going in order for it to grow and in order to really connect with the land of all these different places because there's so much every every piece of land is sacred and there's so much story to be told in each piece you know ancient land everywhere yeah it's all it's all it's only getting more ancient too but it's also present and future at the same time so time is a trip speaking of that you're from shy town you know you have the cloud gate over there that's a that's a trip uh piece of esoteric art right the cloud gate what's it's like it's like that mirror bean. It's like a it's like the mirror cloud that's there. Oh, Michigan Ave, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a crazy piece. That bean piece, yeah. What a trip! I, 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 I have I, I have yet to re-examine that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's heavy, dude. Like it's apparently was created to warp time and space. Really? Yeah. See now, that's to be investigated. <laughs> well uh let's let's dig into uh to pittsburgh like maybe we can start with the top down uh you know starting with the name of pittsburgh it's it seems like a, almost like a conundrum in itself right you have like the pit and you have the berg like the the top and the bottom and you know there's some like hermetic stuff going on there what's up with the the name of Pittsburgh and where does that originate from? Um, I actually do not know William Pitt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now he can join that bird thing, you know. And that's that's it's it's so much behind that William Pitt. I mean, the Pitt, the whole Pitt thing. But I, I'm thinking it probably derived from William Pitt in some form of fashion. But mm. the endeavor was put together. I really, really don't know the ins and outs of that. Yeah, yeah. All good. It was Pittsburgh. It was something else before. Yeah, it was a few names before. But then I think once the French came along and some other people, and then finally with William Penn, Pittsburgh stuck. And it was that oh. it was always with the GH, and they tried to have them drop the H, but the Pittsburgh always stuck. Yeah. So it's a lot of stories behind that Pittsburgh thing, man. So so I heard I heard something. Uh, I think it was Ross Ben in the in the video you guys did that said, you know, to name uh, an entire town after somebody who's never stepped foot in the country. Is this guy? So yes. he he never came over here. And what was his? Do you guys know his significance at all? Though he was the prime minister of England. Oh shit! Okay, there we go. Son ended up, I believe, becoming prime minister also. 
Yeah. So deep, deep politics. And but weren't we trying to separate from England, the mainstream story? Right. So that's that's weird, bro. That's weird. Yeah, this no. is. Uh, well, you know, and then we were just talking about Admiral Perry and there's like a high school up here named for Perrysville and then up in Erie, Pennsylvania and Edinburgh. There's some universities up there. There's primary schools and named stuff named after Admiral Perry. And he was a person that kind of. Mm re-migrated the native people here on the land and pushed them out of their land. And it wasn't about necessarily like getting away from England. Like it was all for the betterment of this new world. Like the French and Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin were doing deals, but yet Benjamin Franklin at the end of the day was for the betterment of America and the new world's growth. And somehow they found out something with these mounds and these grids and they were able to do to take the land. Yeah, that's that's crazy. They were able to syncretize something to be able to uh, grid them enough to take the land. You know, which is uh, why we're here right now, the synchronicities, you know. Yeah, the and, and I, that's kind of the whole one of my major uh, goals of this month with the syncretism and, and getting Gaston like yourself and, and people who research this is to find out more of the reason actually as to why, and you know, the mounds were, I mean, we, I, I haven't, I have a bit large idea as to why the mounds were the you know, created by, by their people, but not the hijacking of the mounds and the syncretism itself. Like why did this, this new world need to get created in the sense of, you know, like going to all these mound places, is it because they were so geomantically charged or electromagnetically charged? And they, they were just like, well, we, we need that. We got to have that. Yeah. But because if you ever go to these mounds, you can almost see why they might like, it's almost like Heron. You know, I've never had Heron, but if it's, <laughs> if it's like, like these mounds could be addicting, you know what I'm saying? So beyond them being just, uh, like burial grounds, they were also known to be tumuluses where these energy points where they can abstract these energies from right there. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's incredible uh, how they were able to figure this out, this old science, because we just found out that this goes back as far as uh, Enlil. Hmm. Enki and Enlil. Yes. So this mouth thing is something that's ancient. Can we expand on that? Like goes back to Enlil. Like what, yeah. what you mean on that? I'm, I'm just, yeah. this is recently, I just recently dug up. And uh, if you type in the children of, uh, the children of Enlil. Mythology 7. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a piece on, it's on. Mythology yeah, 7. Yeah. I think it's their YouTube channel is Mythology 7. And he Sick. gives like a great little. Breakdown. Um, I mean, it, it tripped me out, man. So, if you could do the knowledge to that, kind of get a perspective for yourself, you can see how old this mound thing is. Mm. You know, mm. and just engaging these mounds, this all this synchronicity kicks in. You know, uh, the thing right now we having is a thing with birds. You know, just it's it's incredible. The pathways in the port that those birds being the gateway like, to open up the pathways in the portals, mm -hmm. 
everything that we see, not just the synchronicities. Yeah, so we headed to uh, Marietta, to the, uh, yeah, Marietta, Ohio, to uh, Mound Cemetery. My goodness. Okay. Walking up, it was incredible. It's like a big titty sticking out the land. I love that. But it was incredible to see. And that's what they actually called it. When you check out the documentary, I was just telling you about, about Enlil. In Britain, they know this tits. Mounds. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah. this right just was small, but big, but high. And uh, it was just some out of the movies, man. It, it was really trippy, man. So I got up there and we just, I usually chant for a good half an hour or more. Uh, just for, for karmic reasons, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm resonating uh, with the land so you can you can kind of put out what you get back in yeah you know so and uh we definitely having some effects so uh you know hopefully everybody start pushing the same agenda mm. so we can start again in the land and get it you know right back to his rightful owners you know yeah yeah coming back to this aquarian um, the aquarian age man like it you know we're it's supposed to be you know because the just a small description in my opinion of what how i visualize it is is the piscean age was was a darker mercurier uh, um murkier kind of you know swimming through these muddy waters through all this tainted bullshit and it's a little bit darker of a period but the aquarian age is like the water bearers was pouring out water and it's filtering the water and the water is able to flow and that allows a lot more light to come in and that's kind of this idea through like, you know, an esoteric lens as to what we might be able to see, you know, it's still going to be water. There's still going to be some muck and some murk. There's going to be so much more light coming through and there's going to be so much more awakening happening. And so keeping the stoke going, like we were talking about earlier, blowing on that, just fucking vibing and yeah, tribing, yeah. bro. And you have to, uh, you can't, you can't come with those limited ass Piscean ideas that you, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> You know what I mean? That is keep you on stuff because it's over. <laughs> but this is that lag time shit that's gonna get people out of here. Yeah. You know? So the thing now is to create like because all this shit around us is a figment of a multitude of imaginations, all culminated yeah. in this oneness. But we 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 have this one idea like God. Like no, this is a this is a multitude of motherfuckers' imaginations manifested in one space. From the computer to the, you know, everything, to the clothes, everything, all this. So we understand how things get here, but we do we understand the power how they get here. And enough people, oh, it's the end of the world, thinking on that shit could manifest that. And mm-hmm. other people that ain't on that be outnumbered. So now it's important to not kind of go for certain uh, Piscean ideas that's still out here. That's just over with. They didn't win in the Piscean age. Don't bring that shit up yeah, here. Man. You see what I'm yeah, saying? So- 100% agree with you. That's why we don't talk about like all the fear porn type conspiracy yeah. shit over here. We talk hey, about no, the natural no, history and the real history of the world, man. Yeah, enough people thinking the same thing can manifest that. And you, yeah. you can look like a fool because you didn't have enough people to help you manifest that. So, but now it's stronger now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and this truth has to come out, you know. Stop falling for these, 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 you know, <laughs> let's it's a whole new script. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole like, new 
It sucks, man. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, there's these other shows that are really big and, you know, like Tenfold Hat, you know, shout out to those guys or whatever. But, you know, like that that talk about and they'll get these guests on because these these guests will come and it'll be a very entertaining show, you know, and talking about the whole COVID shit and these variations. But, you know, realistically, I kind of had this um, this thought earlier because, you know, digging into more of the shamanistic type of viewpoints and kind of the more like deeper spiritual aspects that have been experienced here and by ancient cultures um, that weren't, you know, <laughs> recently within this, like, you know, the Renaissance period or anything, but before that, right before that, there was, um, there's this long, long, long and old idea that the, the spirit moves in circles and it moves in this spiralized way and then Kundalini coil, you know, and it, and it spirals up. And yes, when sir. you have a burial ceremony of, yeah. uh, you know, high, high spiritual people or high political people, I'll say, you know, they put them in a rotunda in a state capitol building and they do this whole ceremony in a round building and they they make sure all the doors are closed so that the spirit can travel up and go through the spire and up to the cosmos like that is their belief right that goes way back to indigenous beliefs as well so they <clears throat> kind of uh stopped that on a mass level and you know if you look at the way that we hold death ceremonies now it's very boxy. There's no like there's no spirit moving in a circle type of energy. And, you know, there I think a part of the reason is, is because they want to make sure that they get the ascension process. And while our spirits are able to, to stay down here and kind of be more grounded and left here, which you know, hey, Earth is great. But, you know, in order to reincarnate, I think you have to go through those processes. Uh, the line. Yeah, right. Cut, they're cutting the line. Yeah, man. <laughs> For real. Dan, you were going to ask a question? Oh, I was, you know, I thought that was a good thread. But uh, uh, when you guys were talking about Enlil and the children of Enlil and the mounds, uh, that yeah, that totally got me thinking. Does that connect into, like, the Canaanite idea and everything? Because it seems like that connects into, uh, like, Osiris and everything, too. And and the whole idea of Osiris being uh, one of, like a Canaanite or Enlil. I don't know. Uh, again, it's still further research on that. So this is something that tripped me out that I'm uh, still digging in on. So you 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 could be like right on point. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know, let's look yeah. into that. I think it did have yeah. some old and some and tribes. Some being in it. Yeah, some mm -hmm. tribes and different cultures blending together to bring it through yeah and also, then have i you was gonna say i was gonna say edinburgh is a capital of scotland also and so correct the fact i was there yeah before. the fact huh okay yeah yeah, yeah. Be be beautiful castle country and i don't i don't know the research of edinburgh pennsylvania but you just wonder yeah. if some from those english roots if they were trying to copy from edinburgh scotland yeah, just like York too, and New York, right? They they taken that also from same area. Let, let's go into that now. Let's kind of tie into. I mean, I love the, the conscious talk. I think consciousness and the spiritual thing is threaded throughout. You know, our, everyone here on this on this council right now. 
I think we, uh, we're all vibing on that, uh, absolute. And, um, but definitely a hundred P trying to find out some more of these like Masonic, uh, roots or, or the more of the esoteric arts that's in, uh, Pittsburgh. Like if you were to kind of like direct us, you know, on it without giving away all the gravy, obviously we want you guys to be able to host the walks, you know, and all this stuff, but to entice us, what's going on in Pittsburgh, bro? Where do we start out at? Like, what's like the, what's like the number one spot to go check and then, and lead us through this, if you will. Well, kind of, uh, on the start of our tour, we went down to the point and that's kind of where not just three rivers, but a fourth river and aquifer meets underneath. And that's where that uh, river from the point is coming from is actually the fourth river and there's a lot of metaphysical stuff happening there a lot portals like that's why we think that duquesne and the french came here was to kind of understand the metaphysical if there was a portal to be opened and not just the portal but the underworld mm. there was an underworld here which explains even more metal cross which is what we'll be going tomorrow. We call it Metalcroft Mondays. And right now they're doing excavation. Oh, as shit. we speak. I think you can get on live now. Yeah. And look how crazy this is. We pull this stunt and all of a sudden this shit is unfolded. Man, that's like when uh, uh, Jack Parsons and his uh, partner, uh, you know, they went and did this like ceremony to pan. And the next thing you know, all this like these alien settings start coming in, man. It's uh, what. Uh -huh. Jack Parsons? Did you say pan? To pan? pan? Yeah. Pan. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like like pan. Like, he's got, like, the goat horns and shit. Baphomet, you know? So that's what I... Another stop. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Another pan stop. Labyrinth. Is in, after we did our little roundabout around the Cathedral of Learning... Part of our group went to our cars, but we came across a pan statue. What? And he's huge, really big. And he, he was being suppressed by another goddess. And then uh. <laughs> and it's, it's a nymph. And she's playing the flute. And he's he's almost like lackadaisy, almost to the point where he's he's uh this shit's got him to where he can't do nothing, but he's his fingers is pointing toward a baseball field. Oh. And then so after the event, Dying, somebody who was part of the event invited me over his house and he had some decoding to do. He figured out this pan, all how this pan statue is shaped out from this, uh, the steps, how you come up into it is designed just like the point downtown. So like they almost wanted this pan statue to be there, but you have to put water down there. You're by the three rivers. But if you take the pan statue and put it downtown at the point, it's actually pointing to our last stop on our tour, which is the observatory at the observatory in the north side. Oof, yo. And then mm. my dude, my dude, he made a kind of triangle from the observatory to the pan statue in Oakland to the point. And if you follow this arrow, this arrow, this like triangle that makes an arrow, it like points right, p right past the um, ancient burial mounds in McKees Rocks and then into this Chartier's Valley 
almost where we didn't get enough time to do research before Ross Ben came, but that's kind of the area he wanted us to kind of pinpoint some locations. Mm. The guy gives two knows yeah. about it. Well, I mean, it's, and that's thing. it's like your first tour. So, I mean, you know, you're going to you're going to only concrete your information, bro. I mean, you got to start fucking somewhere, man. Like our first episode of the show, we didn't have a guest. You know, we just were shooting this shit for, like you know, a few episodes. It's but but man, you know, when you start, like you're saying, bro, you get that flame going. That shit starts roaring, bro. Roaring. Mm-hmm. Like the lion, bro. And then so is so. Go ahead, Dan. It, you said there's the Oakland, Oakland up there in uh, in PA. Uh, is there also a lot of oak trees, or is it just the name? I think that's one of the one that Brother Ross Naim was calling out is uh, oak trees. And okay. not only that, but this is uh, this particular area in Oakland is where all those Indians actually lived. So wherever, like uh, like say Carnegie built a place. That's where the chief house may have laid at, you know what I'm saying? So, and we, we I just found the, uh, somebody just dropped a bomb on the ninth out of, uh, uh, I think, Georgia. With this island down in Georgia where all, Jekyll, uh, Jekyll Island. Yeah. J.P. Morgan. Motherfucking uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Goodyear. Like, <laughs> so we know something scientific is going on with this and that necromancy is real so wait, what was he saying about the the connection between pittsburgh and jekyll island well it's the same thing with the tumulus it's all these see all those bodies were over there only thing about them is they they know all about those people down in jekyll island they know who the chiefs were they know the culture they know everything up here, I think it's the same way, but it's not. We haven't heard the stories like down in Jekyll Island. Cause like what I what uh, I, Oakland. yeah. They over in Oakland, and um, man, uh, yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a, it's a high spirited place. I can say that. There's a bunch of universities. And it's the universities there, like hospitals. You know, like yeah. That's our thriving place. And then there in our Oakland tour, we went, we met at the Cathedral of Learning. And that's where all the students at the University of Pittsburgh go for all their classes. It's very, very high, 40 maybe plus stories. And then uh, this guy who was at our tour, I went over his house and he connected the Cathedral of Learning in Oakland, the Carnegie Museum and a building at the Carnegie Mellon University and all three of those lined up to how the pyramids line up in Egypt. And that energy coming into Shinley Park, if you know Pittsburgh, I w- and I was imagining like in Orion's belt and when he's harnessing and getting his, air, his uh, bow and pulling it back, that's in Shinley Park. And that's where a lot of the energy could be being, being harnessed for that potential energy. Stadium people, thousands of people congregating at the baseball diamonds and shit. Like, I I dig it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, um, just tapping into this Uh, whole thing has been a, uh, it's definitely changed the course of life. Like, I never thought I'd be talking about Pittsburgh shit. Like, I, (laughs) like, George Washington, like, 
2022. Like, who does? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, upon further review, here we are. And it's 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 so it's, forty. It's, it's kind of profound because again, it's still unfolding. Like it's mm-hmm. the depth of this thing is like, like even with the event and again, this being about synchronicity. I think with the intent that we had with the numbers and just pulling Ross Ben and Mike Juan in and just lining everything up, I think it made it even more synchronistic with those events because of how we initially came with the process. So I would suggest that anybody that want to pull something together, use numbers and intent to kind of magically bring and make it heavy and bring it down here on this level. To see it manifest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, speaking of synchronicities, you're you're talking about the 40th parallel and a 40-story be- building, right? And then uh, yeah. I pulled up this this thing because uh, in Sumerian, uh, the number 40 is synonymous with a certain god, and it says beginning around the second millennium BCE, he was sometimes referred to in writing by the numeric ideogram for 40 occasionally referred to as the sacred number the planet mercury associated with the babylonian nabu the son of marduk was marduk. in sumerian times identified with enki yeah marduk was the son of enki and nabu being the son of marduk and his number was 40 wow great tap Yo, to uh, and and I wanted to uh, kind of tie back into uh, the the cathedral learning. Like, can can we go in more on some of the esoteric foundation of this? Like, what did you guys find out and go into the presentation? Maybe you know what what was before the uh, the walk and what was after the walk? Like, you're you're learning and of the cathedral of learning. At the cathedral, uh, we found out that right there is a, another smaller cathedral, which is a big cathedral, <laughs> and <laughs> it has a red door. And red doors are very special as well. So, oh. so if you if you ever go to a church or a cathedral, gothic-looking church, and you see a red door, know that there's bodies underneath, and that's the tombs. Yes. So where the cathedral oh. of learning is. That whole thing is bodies underneath. Oh, brah. Oh, my God. <laughs> on top of and the energies on top of There's no telling how many of thousands is because the land is so massive. Man, it, it could be like, you know, I couldn't imagine. And on top of the different buildings around the Cathedral of Learning were like these pointed, almost tessellated energy devices that you just wonder if they were using. And that's like, coming through from the Carnegie Mellon building to the Carnegie Museum into the Cathedral of Learning. And that's how they're using this energy or connecting it somehow from lightning. Yeah. I got you. I got, I do. uh, I have a presentation on, on this stuff. I call it resonance architecture. So I got some juice on this. You got to give me a little bit of description as what we're looking at here. What do the spires look like? And and what is, what are the tops of the buildings looking like? Oh, you told the design. I wish yeah. I could pull up a. I, I I can't recall off the top of my head. Like, try yeah, very yeah. intense, rounded, tri- all type of shapes. Uh, yeah, cymatics. 
But, you know, kind of going before and like with the Cathedral of Learning, I believe Ross Ben was saying that it looked like the building, one of the buildings in Philadelphia. And shit. How maybe it was more English compared to French. And that what were the English's ties to wanting Pittsburgh or just have a Pittsburgh tie? Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, look at this. Yeah, the inside of that Ogo Ogo uh Ovigal, they call it. Uh Rib Rib. Huh. What mm. a trip, bro. That was beautiful. The inside. Yeah. The, the inside is far more <laughs> pretty than the outside. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's very classic architecture, man. Look at that the spider web yeah. going on. Yeah. Like a tower of Babel, huh? Yeah, almost, yes. huh? Yeah, look, you got the the sides here, dude. That's so. I I look at these and I I see I see just straight like time time portal. Like you see this, and you're talking like dimensional shifts. Like you, th- these are built. So these types of buildings are. Look at that, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, these types of buildings are built for this man. They're they're built to transcend. They have these these um you know these high arch uh in the shape of it too it's it's shaped for spirit and energy to move around and bet there's some like secret rooms in here that have probably um some uh what's the word i'm looking for uh labyrinth so like most of these old buildings have labyrinths somewhere on the floor and you're able to kind of walk in the shape of the labyrinth and a labyrinth doesn't have to have walls or anything it can just be lines on the ground you know it can just be like circles or anything like that and or lower labyrinths can also have walls bigger labyrinths generally are the shape of a uh, a labyrinth but you know the, the walls are accelerated here uh but yeah that's uh, super fascinating did you get a chance to go inside or is it pretty closed off now i've been inside Yep. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, then we went inside. They wouldn't let us go up this, this time, though, no, because of COVID. So ah, uh, mm. I see that. I mean, I don't, but you know, I know about it. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, like this kind of stuff right here. That's a classic cathedral labyrinth. They'll have, and you know, you got the flower, and it's resonating out, and so you know, you're supposed to walk these lines, walk and spin, walk and spin. And generally they're underneath the um, they're underneath where the dome is. And so the thought is that the dome itself catches this etherical energy and it spiralizes down as energy moves in this spiralizing shape. Right. And so you match or counter rotate the shape of the energy coming down. So you resonate. And also at the same time, a lot of times often you're chanting. And so by doing these chants, you're echoing, you know, a sound resonance and you're just opening it up. Creating resonance. You're creating resonance. Exactly. So yeah. like, look at this one, right? Boom. And yeah. You need, a, you need to share. We can't see it. You're oh, am I not on screen share anymore? Terrible. Sorry. I thought the whole time <laughs> I was screen sharing. Goodness. <laughs> when, when you guys are talking about portals uh, and how it's a portal, like, 
what's it a portal to like is it a, a portal to other dimensions uh, how 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 are you referring to it as a portal uh just in the movement of this place uh yeah all dimensional uh uh physical as above so below you know what i'm saying uh you know you go here and everybody that does something real huge from here like been through here just all the interwoven deep connections that Pittsburgh have to the people, the individuals, you know, uh, and then it's just so, so many things. Man. I, I really, again, just from being from Chicago, just on the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? Do I have this particular perspective? You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm quite sure I'm not the only one that, 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 that see this shit. And uh, it's no wonder that those guys were coming here fighting for the land here because again it's, it's something something's here that they may have already found or just probably gay I, I i don't know but uh maybe, maybe they figured it out you know you know when, it, when you're showing all those pictures of labyrinth uh the designs how they look like mazes and stuff and then they have their rows in the middle i'm wondering if it's some type of uh it kind of resembles a brain and then the rose being the pineal gland or something in the middle mm. to like, uh, uh, to the spirit world. Yeah. So to touch, kind of touch on that, what you're saying, Dan is like that why they're underneath the, the dome, right? Your dome, your head, yeah. right? That's yeah. so a yeah. lot of times when architecture is actually re it's, it's resonating, um, you know the the bot the shape of the body and this this old uh, antiquated way of this very artful and tasteful way of of, of of stylizing architecture was recreating these manifested physical shapes of the body and so you have a lot of times an oculus they call it which is like the the hole on the top of the dome if it doesn't have a spire it has an eye either way so a lot of times if it has an oculus it can shoot energy out if it has a spire it's bringing energy in so you have that balance you know mm. and if you have a spire over yeah. here you have an oculus it, over here but it's the, it's a it's a sadistic energy that takes that that's in that's an interplay with that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um it's some uh, I think Mike Wan kind of uh, expresses that shit a little bit better than I can, but uh, it's this level of foul shit along with that beauty that you talk about that make it kick off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's you know, the underlying shadow first, side of it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. It has to be, so... And as you guys were asking about... That, and that's the, mystic, that's the mystic part of it. That's what makes it mystic. As you guys were talking about the portals, so along with our tour when we were down at the point, uh, a lot of people the whole weekend it was all interaction. Everybody included themselves, included themselves. Like we all learned from each other. Each one teach one. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody was saying reason uh, said that there was a native tale story that the Mayans came from a portal or the original native people came from a portal out of Pittsburgh and then worked their way down like where the mounds are and then into even Peru, Mexico, 
South America. Dude, I want to. Yeah. I mean, there's another one where where they started in Freedom Point down in like Louisiana, Miss uh, Mississippi. So, you know, there's a lot of different tales of where the people in America, these Americas, but then even after wherever those people maybe started, that brings it all back to Meadowcroft also. That's, yeah. Yo, that's Which is crazy. crazy in itself. That's bizarre. This, uh, it synchronistically lines up to this episode I was listening right up until we started recording. I was trying to um, finish this higher side chats episode that just came out with Gregory little. And in that he's talks about, cause he's had a lot of interactions with like, you know, real indigenous shamans, like natives of this land here. And through that, like back in the eighties, he was talking to this, uh, this guy. And he told him this guy, he was a shaman. Sorry. Like, praise be uh you know respect to the people doing the the real work um but he said that what the natives here were calling the like what some people call the jinn or the fairy people this you know the spirit realm like these the like some people call them aliens right uh in in the vedics they call them jinn you know in scotland they call them the fair folk but here they were calling them maya or mayan and so it's the fact that you just said that they thought the Mayans came from the mounds or the portals there in Pittsburgh and moved their way down south. That ties into this thing that Gregory Little was was saying that what they considered to be these high spiritual beings that came from elsewhere are called Mayan. And so that just blew my mind. That's something I learned today. I mean, like I'm talking a couple fucking hours ago, you know, I was listening to this episode <laughs> And, uh, that's, it's, it's, and I started thinking about it, you know, because I, you know, looking at some of these, these pyramids and everything, like there's liquid mercury underneath these pyramids. Like they were on some next level shit. And it's like, they had to have been some higher source information coming down, you know, like trip out, dude. High enough to, uh, leave enough breadcrumbs behind, you know? So it's, it's still, it's, it's, uh, unfolding yeah yeah man what a trip dude so let's oh you go ahead with those synchronicities you know it's up to us to pick up those breadcrumbs mm -hmm. and you know keep picking the you know don't be afraid to email michael Wan or ross ben you know what are these things that i'm feeling because now's the time like move into that energy don't be afraid of it Absolutely. And it'll embrace you. It like it'll embrace you, you know, like the fact that, um, you know, you guys are having more synchronistic moments, you know, as you're as yep. you're entailing this, you're just you're getting embraced. And you're like, it's your intuition just like guiding you on this fucking path. So but that leads. Yes, go ahead. I want, when we was going to Marietta, the thing with the birds is like, I've never seen so many turkey hawks in my life, like on the way to anywhere. And such a no, no, not even that. After it was a wrap. They, you know, they were gone. Gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the way back, still daylight. We saw not one turkey hawk. So and the, it was like we had our business know. on the mound, and like the ancestors like gave us everything, blessed us, protected us, and we did our thing. And now we were on our way home. 
beautiful. No birds. You know? <laughs> so it's just, it's, it was just, uh, but we did make note of that, you know what I'm saying? Just on the way, like, yo, what's up with these turkey? I mean, turkey, what is this? Tur- not turkey hogs, but turkey buzzards. Turkey no, vultures. Vultures, yeah. Turkey vultures. Yeah, we we got mad yeah. turkey vultures. Like when people come up to, and I think this is just this, I live on some pretty sacred hill over here in Cali. Uh, it's, uh, we got hawks and turkey vultures like all day, a minimum of like 20 on this hill, like this mountain. And they're just circling. I mean, there's lots of food for them out here. Um, but yeah, it's, but it's also because it's spiritual, like, you know, talking about indigenous culture and, and their belief systems, you know, they were highly in tune with the air aspect and the birds and that believing right. that the birds were the communicators and connectors between us and the gods and that information. Oh, Why wouldn't yeah. they be, bro? Why not? You know, like if, the, you know, it's interesting. They have hollow bones, they say, right? Birds have hollow bones. I'm not sure if that's true for every bird species, but to think that if your bones are hollow and the fact that they say that, and that's like a part of our knowing, what if a spirit can go into a bird because of its hollow bone nature, that nature of like it being able to just absorb and like being a part of the spirit world as well as part of the physical world and, and having both of those together, like so, just so beautiful, man, like so poetically and it's happening here in reality. It's not in a fucking fairy tale. It is here, man. Embrace the birds, well, birds, bro. Also, they have a collective consciousness. So it's like, if you know one bird, you pretty much know them all. That's the thing about mm. birds. So, even when you see them fly in synchronicity like they do, is it because of that same collective consciousness we're talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Love that, man. My my boy Gordy Two Shoes, he, you know, he's part of the spiders and everything. He's been uh, taking care of this family of owls for two and a half years. Like, he basically got out of rehab and, you know, needed to basically, like, get in tune with himself. And so he went to this tree one time. He just loved this tree. Didn't, you know, there's didn't know there was a family of owls living in this tree. And when he was there, like he was doing some meditating or trying to learn how to meditate. And he looks up and these owls are just there and they're like looking at him. And, you know, and he's just like, whoa, like, can I be here? You guys cool with this? And then since then he, uh, visits these uh, visits them he he puts like they allow him to put a camera up like owls don't allow a lot of people to be around them like that's just not really an owl tendency but he's got the vibe and funny enough like now they're they follow him like around town and his mom who he you know he's not there all the time but now it's at his mom's house these owls are chilling at his mom's house and protecting his mom that's real that's very powerful right Yo, um, so where were we at on the, we were on the portal. So we were at the point and then we went to the point in the pan and there was like a connection between that, but, oh, okay. No, sorry, sorry. Let me, real quick. Let me, let me get into this. What do you guys know or think or feel about the convergence of four rivers? Now this goes back. This goes way back. This is an Atlantean thing. There's something tying in the connection of four rivers to our ancestors. And there's something beautiful about it. What do you guys feel about that? That's the portal. That's the thing that makes the portal. <laughs> Here we go. So there was, 
Facebook post, they're like this guy, Odd Mysteries of Pittsburgh. And um, he was tying in like he had some biblical scripture up there, maybe from Genesis about like the four rivers there, naming the Euphrates and a couple of those other ones. And he kind of left it at this odd mysteries, like you form your own opinion. And, you know, just one of my opinions, hypotheses is, you know, did some plate shift when Pangea was happening and like part of them stayed over here and some of them went over to the Middle East. I mean, I don't think that, but how are we staying open to like, what, it, what is this portals? What are, what are these energies here? Wow. And what yeah. are, what are they? talking about what are they talking about to keep creating and um you know going up along the allegheny there's all kinds of these aquifers that come down to form that energy it's if you guys ever get a chance to come to pittsburgh it's very cool powerful energy around the point and and, and we in the age of apocalypse man so we should not be tripping like on like what's about to be unveiled and on you know what i'm saying yeah apocalypse is doom and gloom it's just to reveal something that's been hidden and I think mm-hmm. everything that's been under the stone, the stones are being turned over now. Mm-hmm. Let the snakes roll, and we like, If you got eyes, you know, a lot of things are taking place that it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so, and I think that's due to the unveiling and the quickening because people are waking up to shit. Yeah. When we were talking to Juan and, and Ben, uh, Ross Ben, uh, a, a lot of what we were talking about is the transitions, and there's many transitions going on right now. Probably even with people you know, or even yourselves, uh, yes. people are are moving around a lot more than uh, that they have been. They're not staying still in one place. Uh, people that can't accept what's uh, the the new frequency that's going on are having a hard time and and are unable. They're stuck. They're unable to move, but uh, the people that are are feeling the energies are able to uh, move around and and make better choices for their life. And this is I think this is one of the reasons COVID was was a universal thing that had to happen to get us in this space. Even if Mm -hmm. a man created it, it was allowed by the universe because if the whole world dealing with it, that's something you have to look at. Mm. And COVID uh, put the world on lockdown. And unfortunately, people had to live in houses that wasn't really good. And it kind of amplified certain people. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just so many scenarios we could talk about with that happening. Certain people got locked in and figured out everything about they, themselves that they needed to know. Quit their job. because You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, this this post-COVID thing we're dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think everything that's happening now is the result. It's 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 made it. Uh, it's what I call a quickening that's taking place. Mm. You know, this thing like oh, that'll be another hundred years. No, <laughs> this thing probably tomorrow. Yeah, the, so the it, trauma to create change. Like, and, and then and then the next day after tomorrow, you'd be so used to it. You know, like before then, you thought that was a thousand years ago. <laughs> But here it is, a new reality. Mm. And you saw, like, it's the norm. That's, so these are the things you're going to be dealing with. This quickening, man. Yeah, quickening. You know? I love that. I love that phrase, bro. That's 
that that gets you thinking about a lot of shit when you look at history through a lens like that too like how things What's can that? yeah and time itself is like that thing do we even think i mean we have calendars you know we have this concept of time but do we even we can't go back and say that time is moving the same way that it is now or the way that it's going to move. Like you can't, like you cannot, you know, like you just, that's the problem. I feel like a lot of times is we look at everything in the, through the same lens that we but look that, at things now and you can't do that. That's what made us machines. This is why we were reared in schools. We had to have that constant. We had to have that programming to be orientated on an upside down level. And then like everything's upside down and and right side up and, and this way is that way, like literally. So uh that happened. If you if you take a person and you 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 put them on a, a certain angular level, like it ain't right, you know, like you you can really control some shit for a little bit. Now people are starting to see right side up. You know, so it's a, it's a beautiful time right now. For people dealing in truth that's something crazy about that like or is it crazy i mean like this show stranger things that came out uh you guys watched that man they're they're tying in a lot of this shit like they tie in these codes you know this obviously mainstream media and shows like that they're tapped in you know they but the thing is about that show is they talk about this upside down world, you know, and, and, and battling that upside down world and dealing with it. And the girl that is on there, her name's 11. And what's the 11th, what's the 11th card, the tarot card. That's the justice card, man. Justice. Justice. Right. So the, that's what time we're living in, man. Is like, I think you're right. You guys are totally on that level of like understanding that you peek your head through to the ups, the right side up from the upside down, and you fucking fight to bring it to the people, man. Yeah, man, it's it's insane, man. And it's like that's when you know that's when you know the bullshit is out here. Like you know, like this thing is this like for people to keep their integrity in this hour. You know, that's who you're gonna be able to tell who's who. And I think right now people are forced to just open up to the truth right now, man, because uh, everything's everything's collapsing on this fucking stuff. Everything's right here. You can't lie to yourself, you know. <laughs> so uh, we got to start really creating a new phenomenon, man, with our thoughts, because uh, thoughts become things. And swimming in this new age we're swimming in right now, that old way of getting down, just it's not going to apply. It won't work in this new phenomenon. And that's kind of what Michael was talking about when he was here is with the water is like a lot of this is arts, technology, industry, like Pittsburgh's always been on the water and they found a way to harness that. So whoever you are, you know, when people from out of town move here, they're not stuck in those constraints of the old world and they're able to just flourish, use that different kind of water, Aquarian energy mm. that's all around and just create form art like we know a bunch of art like pittsburgh is just known for so many visual artists to computer, like yeah it's it's crazy like again it's a small place man but it's a phenomenon of these different types of art, like geniuses you know what i'm saying like it's 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 it's, it's an incredible place man 
incredible people uh, and people from all over starting to come here now. Shit, let's get in into fact, some of the esoteric art, man. Like uh, you guys, got, you guys got to have some crazy esoteric art around there. I mean, you just told us about a Pan statue and the goddess playing against Pan. Like that's nuts. Yeah, the house of Randy Lamb. Not with the face coming out the ground. The oh, nef- the Nephilim coming out the ground. Oh, we gotta take a picture. Over at um, what? The, Mel- the Melon Estates. Yeah, if you pull it up on Google, um, Thomas Melon Estates. It's like the art house, and there's a face coming you out. You want to see a Nephilim coming out the ground? There's like a face coming out of the ground. And like the Mellon family is very prominent. Like they had a, the Mellon Bank, mm-hmm. and they helped fund like all the Carnegie, like a lot of the different Carnegie endeavors to a lot of oil in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania. So Carnegie's like the bank family. And this is just a cool little estate that they made a landmark for the and You can walk around it, you know, like uh if you type maybe like face face in the ground, melon estates. Yeah, face face in the ground, yeah, melon estate. Am I spelling melon right? Two L's? Yeah. Yep. I mean that's a fat crib. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of those around here, buddy. Yeah. Oh Whoa. my god. Right. Uh the hold on if you scroll back. Go back up. Or down. Right, right there, there, right there, right there. Go back down, go back down. Uh-uh. Oh, oh up, up, up. Go back up. Back. Might not fuck, I ain't seen no, it. You just you just passed it. Oh, for real? No, keep going, keep going. You was right. You was right. Up, go up a little bit. Up a little more. Up. Right, 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 stop, right there, right where your arrow was. Go back up, back up, back up. Oh, oh shit, bro, sorry. Back up. Two more, two more. Right there to the right. Right, right there, right there, right there, right there. Third one. No, 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 no. <laughs> this one. Oh, shit, okay, I see you. Yeah. With the tree coming out of his mouth? Yes. Whoa. That might have been an oak. We were, I think we, we were, were trying, trying to figure out that tree. The oak no, that's not an oak. That's not an oak. That's a uh, some sort of pine. I don't know. That's it's mm. not pine. Well, it's. I mean, I mean those le- oh, pine, it's pine super is green, related. So it might... Pine is related to Nimrod, though. I should mm. see. Titans. Oh no! It's sorry. It's not a coniferous. I thought for some reason it's my. I'm. I. I. I love plant identification. I'm big on big on all that stuff. So I tried to try to step up my game. But from the from the distance, it looked like it had some sort of a uh, uh, coney stuff on it. Man, that's a trip, dude. Like, so you got the you got the melon estates there with the nephilim face coming out the ground. There's there's some cool art around, like with like these giant human structures. Like there's this one in the uh, in the desert down in South America with just like a giant. It's in like I'm talking like the middle of the desert. This artist went out of his way to put this in the middle of the desert, you know. And it's 
you know, you got to think is like, are these artists tapped into some sort of collective consciousness or they just think this would be a cool idea or they, you know, they, they really like believe that the giants live in the ground or there's this concept of, you know, the ancestors retreating back into the ground, you know, or it's a trip, man. Probably right, man. I think a lot of times that process of going through the emotions and art is a meditation and people do tap into a universal yes, energy. There is a library out here called the Akashic Records. And a lot of times, unbeknownst to the to the to the painter or the whoever doing what in that meditative state could be getting some downloads that, you know, can kind of be expressed through the art. You know what I mean? praise be praise be the meditation man praise be the vibes honestly like that's i'm just trying to tune in all the time like anytime i'm like I, able to i'm like yes uh, let's go um, and depending on the artist's intent as intent again intent has a lot to do with this you know this whole phenomenon you know like mm -hmm. i think we overestimate that and i think if we start putting it to the practice like we kind of did to make me a firm believer Mm. like in terms of timing date you know what i'm saying and then everything just watch everything roll after that mm -hmm. and it's like oh. <laughs> dig dig oh no! <laughs> oh man I, I give so much thanks man you know so because yeah. you know we, we we're all still unfolding and learning new things about ourselves man and coming out with these super energies you know what I'm saying so it's just like it's just a great time man you know the 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 god equivalent of Nimrod in Egypt is Osiris. Yes, yes, he could be juxtaposed with Osiris. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the pine tree, the pine tree what? representing Nimrod, is is also could be representing Osiris, and uh, and there. So it's all it's all conjuncting at the same type of idea of these uh, earthly pagan gods that. We're here building mounts and have some type of connection to the land uh, well, predating some of these other things. I think with the uh, those those gods you just named, I think they, they also represent energies that are all over the place. And wherever you live, you may have a certain name. But if you know one pantheon of gods, you pretty much know them all with mm. the energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just... You yeah, like uh, you know, you're just in a yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you can you you can really start to see the story unfold when when you know one it's major just, story. Yeah, the junk just the positioning that we call you know saying how to juxtapose and understand who was who according to the energies, you know. Yeah, and we personify mm -hmm. the energies because we're all as above, so below. So mm -hmm. you know, we all. We have all the signs within us, you know what I'm saying? It's just certain signs resonated more so, you know. So these mm -hmm. energies are, this is a thought. This is a hey, Rue. This is a, you know what I'm saying? This is a thought. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, this is, this is what's real. And again, once we understand the pantheon, we can understand the people around us. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Yeah. The return yeah. Of this, like they say, the return of this. Now, if they say it's the return of the seven this. Yeah, it's the return of the seven is, but don't be looking for seven physical people. Look for look for the seven physical people, but they are in the multitudes. The return of Christ, they're in the multitudes. This is not just the one thing, you know what I'm saying? It's a multiple thing, you know, but 
that return is those returns are here. I love the juxtas, a juxtaposition, that term, you know, I actually kind of forgot about it for a little bit, but that kind of ties into this whole concept of syncretism, you know, like to juxtapose something or to syncretize it. It's like, it's a stacking of two different things, you know, but they, but they, they're correlating or one. Yeah. An immersion. But, you know, I guess a lot of it has to do with the intention of the immersion, like, you know, these um, and let's tie back into Pittsburgh too. like, let's talk about um, some more of these like Masonic rituals or like what what are some other very strange things that you guys found on your uh, your presentation? Well, right across the street from the the Shawnee burial mounds. Yeah, the, 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 across the street from the Shawnee burial mound, where over 4,000 of those bones are, directly across this small street is a hotel where, like, this is like big wigs, man. Like, like just stand outside this hotel, you'd be like, who the fuck? <laughs> like, they think I'm serious. And it's been like this for, like, Ronald Reagan been there. Uh, Trump, this is right across the street from the from the tumulus. From the 4,000 person Shawnee burial mound. And the doorway lined up to three obelisk. Whoa. From the church. And then so to the egg to the entrance of the door to this Duquesne Hotel. So we know there's an underground thing going on big time. So if you leave like the church and the burial mound, you go up to Mellon Park. And below there's a parking garage. And then if you keep going up, you go to the old William Penn Hotel. So you just think if these dignitaries and different people that are staying at the du- that are staying at the William Penn Hotel, but they also have some meetings at the Duquesne Club, there's got to be something that leads them back and forth, let alone from mud floods or different times, supposedly coming down from the Hill District, like that was a whole mound in itself that came almost to the point. And so when they put that out for the roads and the uh, infrastructure of Pittsburgh, whether there was tunnels already there or they left or built tunnels, there then was the Oyster House, which is in Market Square. It's in downtown, kind of like maybe halfway from the point to uh, the Duquesne Club is was part of the, the Oyster House was part of the Underground Railroad and there's different tunnels there that like somebody told me he could see and he didn't know where they went, like tunnels. So I'm reading here, it's a 23 floor hotel, the Omni William Penn Hotel. They call it the Omni William Penn Hotel. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Have you ever uh, conception? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Riding around Pittsburgh is sort of like that. Really, it's just like yeah. tripped out with the with the architecture. Yo, it's it's insane. Like this, I've never seen no shit like it. I've been everywhere, but I've been a few places. But I have, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, well, you're from Chicago, dude. I mean, like, yeah. there you go. That's a sprawling city, <laughs> fucking massive. But this place with the twists and the turns. And the, and the cubby holes and the entrances to certain, like it's like to go in certain neighborhoods, you got to go under a tunnel, like 
and then you like you like in this place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a beautiful area, beautiful city. Oh, for sure. What what are some what are some like more esoteric or occult stories that are kind of tied into? Have you guys heard any like stories of like you know they were doing some like underground rituals over here, uh, you know, or, or something like that? Like this is considered Illuminati's uh, home base. Mm. Like it's, it's videos. Ty- type in Pittsburgh and the Illuminati. It's gonna blow your fuck. It's gonna blow you out the water. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Pittsburgh and Hollywood. It's gonna blow you out the water. Cause this is the foundation again of all that shit. You know what I'm saying? There's a Pittsburgh, California. I just found see, that out. See what you can pull up on uh Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh and Illuminati. If they haven't brushed. I was just thinking. I was just thinking too. Um, something we were talking about, Ross, and uh, to Ross and 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 Michael Wan about was the name Penn and how that relates to penis, and uh, the Omni William Penn Hotel and the fact that you can see three obelisks from there is a multi phallic location. And this is where at the Omni William Penn right. Hotel. It must be the three openings yeah. that, yeah, yeah, by Duquesne. Yeah, Dude, yeah. okay, I just so looked up a, Pittsburgh, California, part- and it's literally right by Oakland, California. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Oakland, there yeah, you go. There's an Oakland, California, right by San Francisco, and San Francisco is like the Masonic hub of California. You know, it's, it's a town built by Masons, and I, I had to look up Pittsburgh, California, just because I was like, Hey, well, where the fuck is this at? And it's right by Oakland. They're they're mirroring each other, bro. That's a trip. Close to Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, mm. all this all this is about what what did these land gritters know? Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm trying to find out, dude. I'm like, the, that's yo, my soul, man, for this month. Because they were fan- they were fucking fanatics for these mounds. So you were like saying were, Pittsburgh itself was all whole one ma- one whole mound, and they dug it out to build the city. Coming down from the hill district, the mound actually came more closer to the point into downtown, and they tore that up. Yeah, they 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 would dig a trench in this place. Like, yo, you got you got to really come here and see this shit for yourself. You, you hear Mike? You hear Mike and Ross? Yeah. Upon further review. Yeah. They were tripping. They would talk about Pittsburgh on the 40th. They would like, yo, this place, like, what do you think the best on the 40th? You know, it wasn't Pittsburgh, but now when they came and saw what I'm telling you, and you have you have your own perspective, you know what I'm saying? But trust me, it's going <laughs> to hit in such a way. And those connections from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh were real connections that these founding fathers, gritters, they knew what they were doing. There was strong, I mean, because I think we even found out on our tour of Oakland that the University of Pittsburgh is actually like connected to the University of Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. to, to, to fortify some of the portal things that I'm talking about, you can come here and get almost any land look you want from the Alps. You know, not that, well, not so much. <laughs> I got you. Brazil, like you can get a few spaces here and it's a lot of filming going on here because of that. Huh. Like so you could, 
and really be like, damn, am I in like Jamaica? Am I like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, uh, something else that just popped into my head there while we were saying that because Dan brought up earlier the triple phallic thing with the obelisk, which is you know something to tie into. There's a holy trinity. There's you know the trident, like what what have you. But Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, P P P P phallic penis representation stabbing it. You know, penal 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 gland seeding seeding the country. Seating, yes, shooting the seed, bro. And that's pan, pan. Yeah. Oh, oh, something earlier. I wanted to say this real quick. Pangea. When you guys brought up Pangea earlier, it got me thinking about how it maybe wasn't a physical thing. This is just a thought, obviously, because I had it earlier when you guys said Pangea. This was like right in the beginning. But Pangea. What if Pangea was this time period? When not the continents were together, but they took the togetherness, the oneness of the people of the time and Pangea, it turned into like, yeah, like a root race deprivation where like Gia might be like Gaia or geography or geo and Pan being like this, you know, this type of like the energetical deity of sorts, mini. And it's just like, you, you know, I think maybe it wasn't necessarily a time when all the lands were together, but it was maybe more of a time when everything was connected via consciously and then the separation happened after pangea you know that was just a thought i had earlier i dig it that's a good one hell yeah yeah i'm gonna dig more in on that that's interesting (laughs) there's a document that came out um where plates in alabama were connected to africa no shit yeah okay yeah i'm gonna have to watch that (laughs) <laughs> so that was weird as hell because you got the tip of Florida right there. So, and that's what like, oh. that's, 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 P that's is the number sixteen, also in the alphabet, which connects to seven, and the number seven is a pretty big deal too. It's oh. also uh, it's the letter P too, or look like the letter P is the letter Kuf in the Hebrew alphabet. Ah. Uh, P also uh, to have you ever seen that symbol with the X and then the P on it? It's, yeah. it's like symbol to show you uh, where uh, Atlantis was. What? It's the P in the cross, so it's like the it's the it's the the. I know exactly what you're talking about. The Iron Cross with the P on it, basically. So that is, is to show you that the center of the Earth or the center. Yeah is the p and then that circle is where atlantis was yeah which is in the north it's like a phoenician type thing too i think it's related to them in some way oh i see it here pirates the 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 chiro symbol x with Mm -hmm. a p oh what a trip dude man i love talking with i love talking with y'all this is great uh learning so much about Pittsburgh, oh, man. What a trip, dude. Where's some uh Pittsburgh and the P. Yeah, the P's, yep. man. Like that's this is blowing my you said your name, yo, Khufu, obviously, <laughs> right? And like there's a tie to P and Kuf. Something I've been looking into lately is like this this name archetypes, you know, like I think a lot of it is subconsciously, like we don't even know where our lives are gonna go, you know, on on like this physical level, but like on a spiritual level depending on what your names are or like what you even choose your name to be a lot of times, 
You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you're just like, hey, I want my name to be this. And then your life unfolds in this. Khufu is, the, Khufu is the OG Pharaoh of Egypt. But then when you look at Khufu also, that goes into uh, that goes into Handelman. Again, juxtaposing. Mm. So if you type in um, type in Handelman and Khufu. How do you spell? Are you saying handle or handle? H a n n o m a n. Yeah, so that P, we we I play with that P a lot. We even got an organization called Peace in Pittsburgh with the P's. Yeah. And this is kind of to engage some of the disenfranchised youth because we believe that all of them got a jewel in them, but it's up to us to mine the jewel. Rather mm. than court will be a you know some some diamonds some pearls you know Am- emerald you know so this is that PIP is to create so on the forty if you know what I'm saying so we we working with it just like they work with it but with not the nefarious levels that it takes to get there you know what I'm saying I know and and, and still being able to use that yin and yang power like a car does with a battery. Yo, man, this trip. So, what what are some stories of like tunnels in Pittsburgh? There's got to be some like tunnels going on there, underground. Uh, so, uh, if anybody ran into the tunnel, but I, I know uh, that going through these tunnels is it's uh, it's a trippy it's a trippy experience, especially mm-hmm. if you done it, and especially if you come out of one of these tunnels at nighttime and pop into the city. No. Oh. So imagine coming out of the forest. Imagine leaving the forest, going into a tunnel, and then popping into a city at night. Just lights going. Like I'm, I'm assuming um, there's uh, there's pretty big nightlife going on there, bro. There's got to be, right? Oh, South Side, yeah. It's it's, it's like a hundred bars on one strip. Yep, Carson Street. Oof. We have Lawrenceville that's coming up. That's like a new uh, kind of South Side downtown revitalizing it. It's it's cool, yeah, yeah. But the South Side is a old a whole bunch of old bars. How do you guys uh, go about getting the word out, uh, spatial creativity, and and uh, the stuff you guys are putting on and hosting? You know, kind of just word of mouth, you know, that natural, you know, creative way and just letting people know, you know, kind of hitting it from the streets and organic, man. Um, Not so much on the techie tech side yet, you know what I'm saying? But we like it the way it is right now, because I think it we're not we're not looking for the money or we're looking for the right. You know, we're looking for a certain yeah. few. Yeah. And I think it's important because we, we at least if we can leave a legacy, that'll be a little bit bigger for me than anything else. Oh, yeah, man, that's so true. Like instant or gratification, or mm-hmm. this is something that is for humanity and the falling of humanity. And this whole movement is a uplifting of falling humanity. Yeah, and <laughs> a lot of everybody got to do shadow work. It's important. Mm-hmm. Cut the bullshit out. Stop the bullshit. <laughs> it's, it, all in you stop blaming stop blaming it's you it's like look at you you did it like you don't understand how you did it you know what i'm saying but karma's a bitch and it works and and, and if you understand the multiple lives you'd be surprised the shit that come back down on your ass lives later 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the bird too. the, the bird, uh, I was, I've been talking about this before. Uh, and what is like the Berg mean? Cause you got iceberg too. Right. And so what is a Berg? And it seems like a burr or burr burr is like, uh, uh, a thorn or a mountain or something sticking out from something else. And so, cause you got St. Petersburg and, uh, also, which is like the Holy gates of heaven, right. Too. So you have the, these, and then it's connected into mounds you're saying basically in Pittsburgh. And then the pit was a berg at one point. <laughs> and now it's and that's very to know how they came to the conclusion of leaving at Pittsburgh. Yeah. They, they, you know, their magic, the, 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 their, their magi men yeah. knew the intent that they were putting in and telling their William Penns, hey, you can still be over here, but here's what you need to do to keep the intent going for 200, not, not because it's so nefarious, you probably get 200 years out of this. Hmm. You're not going to get a dynasty. You're not going to get yeah. a 15,000 a year run, a, a 24,000 year run. But they got something they got the here and now because they don't care about the the long as long as they're getting the here and now the fat check, right? Like they're the instant until until the real and that's where we at right now. Everybody they got the instant gratification. It's a it's a fucking like you know, and, and, and again, we still on lag time. So a lot of people still in slow like it's, mm -hmm. it's 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 already over. Yeah. These are just the remnants. We on remnant time right now. Yeah. Remnant time. I like that. That's a, I'm gonna have to name a song after that or something. We're just living in remnant time, man. That's cool. Yeah. Look at, you know, characters like Jesus, right. Or, you know, the Egyptians, you know, like they, they, we don't even have any real, like, like all we have is all we have is the big deep story of that. And, you know, Jesus's character, like the, you don't remember all the people that were fucking bashing on him, you know, but like he, his stories, his legacy is here. And legacy, you know, like uh, what's that classic story? Uh, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. He'll go down in history, you know, like <laughs> the legacy, bro. I mean, it's because he was different, but his intentions <laughs> were fire. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as a Gnostic, I, uh, I, I, I have, I have a perspective on, you know, but you know. In any Let's case, go. man, today is a super this this the hour that we're in right now is incredible. And I don't think any timeline of being able to shift was taking place in any case. And uh it's it's it's, it's forcing people to get on board or get out the way. Mm. Yeah. It's a scary time for people, it's a fight for power, it's a fight like it's it's going down. The cat is in the corner. The raccoon's in the corner. Yep. Thumbs up. You know, get your thumb, hit your ride. Like, bro, don't don't leave without me, man. I'm ready. No. My bags is I don't got any bags. I got yeah. my threads and I'm good. Yeah. I got my bath tail ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes. Have you guys heard of falling water before? No. No. Um Frank Lloyd Wright, I believe, like early on in his career, he was at the Chicago's World Fair from outside of Pittsburgh. And then the Kaufmans, 
who have like the Kaufman department stores and everything, they hired him to build a house over top of a waterfall about an hour south of Pittsburgh in the Laurel Highlands. And that house is called Falling Water. Like if you pull that up, like it's just a beautiful house. And it's kind of that happened in maybe 1950s, 1970s. And Michael kind of did some of his lecture on that. And that's the birth of like the modern day home where we where we can incorporate building our structures off of the land where we're not inhibiting from the land and we're actually helping the structure or the flow or the efficiency of the house. And um, I think we had brought up early in the conversation about, you know, just houses and structures and how they are. But a, guy, a gentleman, Eugene Tussey, he um, built a house out of a tardigrade for his parents. Yeah, in San Fr- that was out in uh, Northern Cali, I believe. So it's, you know, he's, he's probably getting, you know, they're all working off of these different kind of structures of a modern day house. And how can we incorporate that for the everyday person? And, you know, a lot of these corporations for this time have on a whole, but it's up to us in these creative areas like Pittsburgh to say, you know what, I, I don't want to just create this for my family. I want to create this for my community. How many tiny homes, how many homes can we get with the natural springs and the environment that's right there around us. Wow. He was at the world's fair, just learning and educating in Chicago right back then. And then came with all of this knowledge and information. And that's another Pittsburgh connection that the world's fair. That's where the inspiration, a lot of those, the white city is where the movie Oz came from. The wizard of Oz. What? Yes. Chicago, like that whole history over there and the, the whole Egyptian connection and the Oriental Institute and, and everything in the University of Chicago right there, all that was used to be called White City. In Chicago? Yeah, check, uh, check out Jane Wilder and the White City. It's going to blow your mind. Like this goes in like, like that World Fair shit was a disguise for something else that was going on that they were switching over or oh for sure some place yep yeah basically like um kind of like what modern or mainstream media can do to us now or do to a nation and do to society at today's age you got like this indoctrination type of uh of thing going on to like implement like hey this is new this is hot this is exactly what is you know, like this, everything you need to know, this is the world's yeah. fair, baby. You know, like yeah. in everybody's here. What's going on here is the future. And it's like, yeah, fully indoctrination. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of this, uh, you know, like the, the mud flood Tartaria, like that whole paradigm, that whole yeah. that realm. I think a lot of it, what they're, what they're tying into is this, these, I wouldn't like, I think obviously there, there are obviously some anomalies, that happen of uh, physical anomalies like a mud flood, you know, or things, you know, liquefaction is a thing. I think that happened. But what I think a lot of them are alluding to is a mud flood of information and a mud flood of consciousness. And like kind of just like, you know, this it just ages of indoctrination, like these different stages and ages of indoctrination. I could dig that. I could dig, I could dig that. I can most definitely take that. Um yeah, this whole Tartarian thing came kind of out of out of nowhere too for me at least. I 
you know, not to not to disqualify it by no means, but uh, I just started hearing about Tartaria in the last probably five six years. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like out of like, and then no the blood flow, you know, like like all of a sudden, like bombarded with the shit. And I don't know if it's got something to do with the Mandela effect or what the Philadelphia oh. experience. I don't know what happened and whatever they CERN, uh, who did what. But shit <laughs> happened, and all of a sudden, there's this, this 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 whole new, you know, lineup of shit. Oh man, okay. So that reminds me of another thing that you guys talked about on the uh, the video and interview that you guys did with. Uh, the brothers from 40th uh talking about pittsburgh being a tech haven let me let me bring this up again real quick it's there's a pittsburgh california that we found out just a little bit ago that's right next to oakland silicon valley right pittsburgh here being a what pit well pittsburgh a tech haven like you oh. have the oculus rift over there you got, that's where the oculus was created and it's like yeah what not just, let's dive into not that. just state companies from uber you know uber was out in san francisco Mm -hmm. and their self-driven department is out here in pittsburgh now that we have over in lawrenceville where i was saying it's like a similar part of the south side they're trying to rehab it and make it be like the south side over by the water in lawrenceville there's a whole robotics facility Mm -hmm. warehouse facility and um you know some of it's connected to carnegie mellon some of it's connected to google it's there's a lot of different emerging tech coming out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, high level, high level, high level. Dude, like the fact that so that one of my favorite takeaways so far is this connection between Pittsburgh, uh, you know, and and San Francisco. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want you guys to come out here, and if you do, I'll swoop you up from the airport. You guys can come stay on the farm. I'm a cannabis cultivator out here, bro. You guys are more. Ooh, than- yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got plants as big as the house, dude. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> come out to Mendo, man. Like, I would love to uh, maybe do, like, a San Francisco walkthrough with you guys. Like, Dan and I went uh, and, and did some San Francisco shit. And, bro, I mean, I, it's definitely not as old as a city as Pittsburgh, but there's some connections, man, we could make. It would be real tight, dude. Yeah, you could be onto something with that uh, Pittsburgh, California, Oakland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Oakland here. Yeah. I'm wondering what, like, now I'm going to have to do some digging on, like, the the San Francisco stuff. But, you know, the, it's, oh, we got a lot more of the Spanish influence here. But the thing is, with the Europeans, they were, you know, the conquistadors went to South America first. So, you know, that's a, a thing that we were kind of tying into the whole Ancient Americas month that we did, like, that we're finding out that America for sure, you know, was known about North America. That is, was known about and potential like a big trading hub. Like it was a very provident piece of land that wasn't just inhabited by, you know, uh, the indigenous Native Americans. Like there, there was some other shit going on for years, and especially if you, it, it makes sense also if you think about you know, the, the conquistadorian takeover of, of South America happening, you know, like it's not that it's connected land and it's, it's, it's easier. You would think to get to North America from Europe than it would be to go to South America. Like it just, it's a little lot shorter of a distance, you know? So 
this uh the this this mirroring image of like you know you you get a lot of stuff happening in uh florida and california as well there's a lot of sinks there but this sink between pittsburgh is is really interesting and um yeah i would i would like to uh to go in more like what but well okay so i know it's getting late for you guys over there it's it's almost midnight for you guys so maybe um some some more sinks that happened like maybe what happened at the observatory let's go into that because i know the boys said that there was some cool shit that popped off there uh, yeah, I wanted to that say bizarre. I wanted to bring up uh, earlier before we went to the observatory uh, on Sunday when we were at the ancient burial mounds of McKee's Rocks. Yeah, there was uh, brother Ross Naheem. He's just uh, an adventurer. You know, he's got a lot of energy and stuff and he that was feeling cool. everything that was happening. He's from, he's from Pittsburgh. Um, he's got a business, a jewelry business called Infinite Treasures. We got a lot of footage of this stuff too, man. And he's down in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. But he was up here for that. And after he started hiking up this mound, a whole uh, part of our crew went up with him. But then uh, Khufu, myself, uh, brother Justin, Ross Ben, and a couple others stayed down below on the mound and just built it and felt the ancestors. And while we were down there, Khufu and Ross Naeem both have loud bird calls and whistles. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw over two hawks. Um, it was the way it was the way they came. It was all it was it was it was shot. It was it was all one. It was like one bird went back and got two more birds and the two birds came back and they were just like, huh? I mean, you, you had and then a one crow. I never had a crow fly over us like. And caught and caulking the way it caught. We all took notice of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was like heart, it was like your heart, you know, <laughs> you felt it in your heart chakra, you know. And I'm not the only one that felt that one, man. That was so much confirmation. Wow, it was dude, very that's powerful. Very powerful. Very, like you because I take is real. Yeah, I take notice in the birds, and when you call upon your higher um, you know, it, it took a while for me to, to really get hip to this because my mom is, she kind of like is very into the angels aspect. And so like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's some of it's kind of like, all right, ma, I get you. She's like, she's, she's like, son, I need you to call upon your angels. Like if you're having troubles, you know, things. And, but now I'm, I'm with it because like, I've had enough experiences to where, where you, it, you know, and because I think there's been so much portrayed images of like what angels like these white things with huge wings, you know, like, but it's just etheric energy and it's it's vibrational consciousness. And so every time that I have had an experience where like I'm like wanting to just vibe out and like seek some answers, the synchronicities line up. And so what I'm noticing and what I'm getting at here, I'm alluding to is like now when I do it. Uh, here in Cali, you know, I, I noticed birds, birds are around when, when we're calling on those and, you know, like there's just such a spiritual connection between, you know, the, the land, the, the us living and the birds and potentially these elementals energies of, of, you know, angels, you know, what, what have you, whatever it is man they are living and flowing through the birds bro and we all know it man come on the vibes are tight yeah man and then um so as we got up after we left uh the mounds we went to the observatory 
And uh, Khufu and I just kind of, as we're doing all of this, getting ready, we had uh, the House of Art in Seoul, and we knew we were going there, and the observatory, and we came up to one day upon Wissahicka Trail, which is like a similar, or we're still kind of researching. Like how to, like, right next to the observatory, like? And there's a Wissahickon Trail in Philadelphia that Ross Ben gives tours on. His tours are coming up here at the end of June and July yep. around the Wissahickon Trail. Tour. So yep. there was a Wissahickon Trail right at the observatory here in Pittsburgh. And so that synchronicity was just, we all like took that in and got a good laugh. That was insane. Wow. That was way. And Ross Ben, when he seen the picture that we took, he was like, man, y'all came to Philly and didn't tell me, man. He's like, no. It's right here, too. He was like, no way. I was like, man. So, yeah. Wow, dude. What a trip, man. Like, synchros on synchros. Like, the vibe and the tribe linking up and just syncing up, dude. Like, you got to love it, man. And it's like, just so. Yeah, it was right, man. It was the righteous. We, we tried at the land, man. We was free on the land that day, man. And we were with everybody from everywhere, you know? Really, really dope event. Man, I wish I was somewhere closer. Up, you know. Where'd you get that shirt, Khufu? I want I want I'm I'm gonna jack your style, man. I'm gonna fully match up with you. I love that coffee tarot card t shirt. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Where can uh, I get one? <laughs> at a thrift store. What? Damn. Like I, I was but you know what i'll look for one for you and i'm gonna send it out there what size you wear xl baby xl gotcha i'm, nah. I'm gonna look for one tomorrow oh bro for I'm real gonna, i'm gonna make it my business uh-huh. hey man i got trades for you know uh I, I mean you know we could talk about uh <clears throat> things we could trade you know maybe off the air but you know i told you uh i'm a farmer so you know if there's any interest in all that you know what i mean but uh, <laughs> Gotta, we got. I got a clothing line. Uh, I bring my hat soon. Yeah, it's, um, your hat you're wearing is fire. Oh, thank you, man. This is a uh, young. Uh, sorry about that. Look at his hat, Dan. You see that? Oh yeah. Dan could have one of those. Oh, looks way <laughs> different behind too. Whoa. Thank you. Yeah, I try to. I like. I got a. I got a. I got a. I got a main hat game. You know what I'm saying? I, I like my hats. Yep. I made this one. This one is uh. It's like it's made out of old jeans. So like, took the jeans. Oh. So you got the Volcom right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you know, like the the brimless hats were around for a little bit, and uh, you know, I saw them. And I was like, whoa like a brimless hat i was like that's not a beanie i was like i fuck with that and so i went to my boy who sells and we started doing that i love hats dude yeah like, i might i might need one of those man like straight up and down and plus i do i do we do branding and tees and we do all type of t-shirt shits i should have wore some of our shit but uh it's some of his shit uh yeah, man, I go, I do, uh, ta- I do tadas, and then I'm working with different artists. Uh, Ross Maisha, he's a, a musical artist and a visual artist. I have some, I have some of his work that I'm gonna put put on a t-shirt. We're gonna so need I'm just to working with all different. Yeah, 
downstairs and the kitchen. I wanna, yeah, uh, bro. I want to make another uh, connection here for you guys. And uh, because you're talking about how uh, Philadelphia and and uh, Pittsburgh are connected. And what do we have that's popular in Philadelphia is the Liber- Liberty Bell, right? And if you, if you take that a little, uh, use a little word magic on that, you could get Liberate Ball. Mm. Right? Liberate Ball. Let ball come out. And because uh, we brought up that mound earlier and the connection to Nimrod, uh, I was looking online and it says Pan can be traced to the Phoenician sun god Baal, also mm-hmm. a god of fertility and mm-hmm. nature. We yeah, can right. make a strong case that Baal is none other than Nimrod. What? Yeah. Oh. So, and, but the thing those- is, that, that statue is right in Oakland, and it's like suppressing Pan's energy where you're suppressing the nature out of the city and you're letting or, te- you're letting harness the technology and the industrial and all the power out of there to keep it going and yeah. how the uh pan is associated with Nim- with nimrod yeah and ball and ball and then yeah. and liberate the liberty bell and liberty liberate and liberating ball falling in america you want to grab mm-hmm. a couple of all right quick that way it'll be quick because it's 25. one thing dan though is that we were looking at the pine tree and it, it, we found out that it wasn't a pine though unfortunately but um I, i'm not sure a pine yeah it wasn't a pine because i i dug in closer and i saw the you leaves thought it was an oak it's not an oak well, um, no, I'm saying it well, was. Well, it would be interesting a, to find out what kind of tree that is. But it's not a coniferous tree. That's what I'm getting at. It's like when I zoomed in, I was like, "Oh, it's not. A, it's not a coniferous tree. Some sort. It might be an alder or an ash or something." But, but still, either way, though, the connection can still be made. I mean, Oakland, right? Like, oak trees are. I mean, alchemically speaking, you know, they're in a lot of alchemical pictures and art, like Hermetic art. The oak tree uh, is connected to the Hermes tree and stuff. So I'm not sure what that correlation well, it's connected is connected to Norse no, connected to Norse mythology for sure, because of the Oak and the ash are the two trees of creation. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. There we go. Thoughts. Yeah. And Please uh, don't, my hats have just got uh, stitched on. Ooh. Oh shit. That's fire. Uh, Ooh, the camo. I'm, I'm about the camo ones. Yeah, yeah the, like camel. the camel too. Different flips on the color. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still screening some tees here in a minute to kind of match up with it. You know what I mean? So, yo, well, and I also like, got a. Uh, it's called Alchemy Gear. <laughs> and Alchemy Gear. Yeah, you kind of learn alchemy, and uh, right now, if you're not an alchemist, on a, if you're not understanding how to transmute everything that you get. You probably go if you're not doing that deep breathing and um and some form of mantra or meditation, you probably won't be able to survive the high energy hitting the planet right now. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. So I, that's I wanted to relate on the, on that pan statue and the music and the suppression mm. of pan, the suppression of the nature 
element it could could it also be that the the vibes are being pulled from the earth that the frequencies are being pulled from the earth and in some kind of alchemical way also well yes because we're talking a lot about resonance architecture and things like that and the and maybe it's pulling energy up rather than suppressing so that's what i was saying about how this cathedral of learning this really like this room where I took Khufu and Ross Ben into, and they both felt some different energy coming out of this gated room. And mm. the guy that lined the stuff up that aligned with Egypt and uh, Orion's belt, that oh. room, that room was one of the rooms. And then this building at Carnegie Mellon, where the back of the museum's parking lot overlooks this building. And there's a little trussle where there was a railroad in there. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and also, there's a portal to the to the to Palladians here as well, and oh, there we yeah, go. and it serves as a uh, it's a it's a art installation at a place called a mattress factory. Now, when you go to this installation, it's really nothing you can see. It's just a a dark space, but you're able to walk in, and this is the way you get to to the Pleiades to Palladian. Hmm. So it's like a gateway. And it's yeah. at the it's called a mattress factory. What a so trip. I thought that because was- <laughs> you're sleeping. Yeah. You're sleeping, bro. It's the gateway to the consciousness, <laughs> man, when you lay on the mattress, bro. You see those hands? <laughs> Making connections. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> but who's, who's harnessing that energy? Yeah, who? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they underground? Maybe, maybe they're 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 harnessing it underground, bro. And there's some some sort of like some god entity there, or something. What's interesting too with the Oculus shit, you know, and the and the high tech that's going on there, and this mirroring, this mapping of like you know San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Oakland, like all that shit. It's like, yeah, who is harnessing this, and and where is this directed energy going? Is it going? into the system that they've created and so therefore they're able to keep the money going and it's like they knew when the new world order was coming over here this new world right and they were creating this new system and maybe that's what it's fueling it's fueling the function of the system and maybe that's why the system is kind of crumbling right now is because you know, like a lot of these old ways are getting discovered and they were hidden for so long, fueling the system, but now they're getting discovered. Therefore, we're shedding the light on the darkness and saying, fuck your system. We're building a new one, baby. And that's, we're driving <laughs> out here, man. Well, that's what they're afraid. The program, the system, that system, that programming, like everybody hitting all control delete right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. <laughs> yes. it, 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 you, know, you can't even upgrade that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, well, like, Pittsburgh. yeah, the program is dead, man. It's just that again, we on the lag time. It's us that's keeping this shit alive. It's not me. Uh, it's like these other, like, yeah. well, it's partly me because I'm part of the phenomenon. Yeah, of the yeah. cause and effect. You know, but I'm definitely aware. So it keeps me like on a, a certain part of this so-called system. You know what I'm saying? So. Again, we all Pittsburgh. like stuff. Pittsburgh is known as Steel City, too. So they're obviously, uh, it's the a lot of, of mining Ogun. going on. City of what? The city of Ogun. Ogun? 
Yeah, so if you juxtapose Ogun, like you can get uh uh these are Oresis, African Oresis, Ogun dealt with metal. Mm. So what God you know deal with metal? Uh Iron. tell me. Thor. Thor? Ah, uh, mm -hmm. metals. So this is a uh, city of Ogun because when the slaves came over, Ogun came over on a slave ship in spirit form and forged metal. Mm. This it's, is where America was created at with the with the USS Steel, all that all that mm -hmm. shit here. Yeah, oh no good. shit. Okay, yeah. No, my buddy Gabe or our buddy Gabe had copper mines up that way too, yeah. Yeah, there's copper mines, but there's there's something specific on the coastal side that our buddy Gabe, and I, I can't remember for the life of me, but now that you're saying this, a big metallurgist type of oh good oh, fuck. I wish I remembered. Sorry, boys. But when when I uh when I talk to Gabe, I'll I'll definitely reach out and let you guys know on that. That's Super interesting because that's something, you know, there's so many layers to these cakes, man. There's so many yeah, layers man. to this. And it's like, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, when you, when you look, you have to look at, um, you got to look at the, the elements. If you want to like start to dissect the occult or the esoteric, then they work off of the elements. They know cosmology, elementals, things like that. So, you know, we obviously got the water, right. we got the land with the mounds, but something else is metal. And so that's a big one and, and minerals. And so that's a whole other wormhole. Uh, I'm wondering where the fire element well, they, play they here. Up. Huh? They understand it right side up. Yeah. But they have, they have to play the upside down, the, the muse role, you know, and use that like the, the, to deceive because it has to be a bit of truth in that. To yeah, be able feel to the get system. Over. You know yes. what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just part of the magic that's dying right now. That's that that's actually dead. Again, it's just the it's the people that that's keeping the system alive. They don't know. They've been slaves so long. Yeah. So like as 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 Kufu was talking about the mattress factory and this different stuff where we have all these different people with so much creative talent around here in Pittsburgh. If you get a chance if you can look up Pittsburgh paintball, I think it's arena. And it's over, and they have... They took it to another level. Really? All of this Mayan stuff, Mayan architecture, Mayan figures, just indigenous and native kind of statues around their paintball plates. And it's over there in the Chartiers Valley, which is a little bit south of McKees Rocks. And they give a tour for about $2,500 to take you to these different sites that they didn't figure it out this shit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, this this gentleman, this person on TripAdvisor gives this tours, and one of his stops is this Pittsburgh paintball place in Pit in Pittsburgh, and another spot is Wheeling, West Virginia, and then where we were just at in Marietta, Ohio. Do they do they do they spray these planes with paint? Are they like just just like being assholes, or are they outside of the structure? So I think they're outside. When I called them on the phone, they're outside and I, we haven't been there. We're trying to get some different people and uh, I'll go just be a part of it and feel the land while we're having a good time. But uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know once we go how to do that. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll totally get back on the horn again, bro. So uh, I don't think uh, you guys got a chance to shout out anywhere we they can uh, people can go and find your guys's art and your products and stuff. I mean, you know, uh, like let's give some uh, any more like of the final thoughts that you guys want on the Pittsburgh stuff, and then plug away, bro. Plug your plug all the things that you want to plug because I think people will dig the art, man, and and support you guys. I think we're gonna have the uh, Pittsburgh Dakota 2.0 in August at the Lions Gate. So, again, we're gonna be using this is based off the intentions with the numbers, and uh, I think this is gonna be grand scale because we we're figuring out a few things right now, and with Ross and his 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 uh, and Mike Wan with their expertise, you know what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be shot off, you know what I'm saying. Sure. But uh, yeah, other than that. In between that, we're going to be throwing a few events. Uh, we're setting up right now. So uh, just be uh, checking for us, man. We we'll definitely keep you abreast of what we're doing. So, and with spatial creativity, you know. Yeah, I got, I'm over on Instagram at spatial creativity. Uh, so much we do. We, uh, I'm going to be over in Sharpsburg here in Pittsburgh for their Juneteenth. We're looking to link up with Infinite Treasures somewhere along the way, maybe a Caribbean festival or just different places. We'd love to maybe, you know, branch out come out to California and then just anywhere that, you know, these lands can take us and, uh, you know, freeing the land and just being generous to the people we come across along our way. Yeah. So we work for us. So, and our job is really now to hit these different titties. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact. Well, um, I'd love to further extend it too, to the, uh, moving back out to the island i got a small piece of property out there i'm looking to do like some retreat stuff and there's this you said that and they're totally reminding me of the same called pele's booty it's like right over by um the north side uh by these by some of these really popular beaches and it's like this perfect hill that comes out and it looks like this woman's butt you know how like she'd be curving up like that like just getting it up just a little bit, you know, yeah. working it out, laying down and her legs go in the water, but her booty comes up and it goes down. And then that's, I mean, you know, even the locals recognize that because it's, you know, Pele is like, she's the, one of the main goddesses of that culture. And, uh, I, you know, there's dude, there's so much, but it reminds me, I, I maybe want to get you guys in touch with the Grimerica boys because they do, um, this thing called Contact at the Cabin, and they do tours, and they'll bring guys like David Matheson out at Graham Hancock and stuff like that. And uh, nice. Randall yeah. Carlson. And re sorry, oh, Randall nice. Carlson. Yeah, no, they and dude, they they would totally dig this. So I'll totally hook you guys up with the email, or I'll hit up Graham and have them reach out to you or something. But um, that'd be cool too Peace. because we got to blow this up, bro. Of course, dude. It like like our brother be, Ross Ben says. Many hands make light work, and that's what it's all about. Right, man. Dude. Pleasure, okay. man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Any, yes, any I. More, yes, I. Yes, I. Any more closing thoughts before we go? Any more plugs? Oh, man. Just uh, free to land. Free to free fucking land. land. <laughs> yes, I did absolutely absolutely you guys know you got to reach out to these guys check them out the spatial creativity is with a t by the way it's t-i-s-p-a-t-i-a-l for those of you that uh might be looking for it with a c uh but yeah i i know you guys fire tribe you guys enjoyed this there's there's no doubt uh and dan what is it we say if you can't get down with that 
wake, wake up. up. Yes. Yeah.